0: Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comarch, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit Comark.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Loyalty, featuring one of Ireland's most iconic brands, The Irish Times. I had seen some of the fantastic innovations launched by The Irish Times in recent weeks. So I wanted to learn more about how they think about their business, drive loyalty, and reduce churn in such a competitive industry. I had worked with Kleena Mooney, the Irish Times Director of Subscriptions and Reader Insights, many years ago. So I was delighted when she agreed to come and share some of the challenges they face as a business and some of the ideas that are proving popular with their subscribers, as they continually focus on increasing loyalty with their readers. I really hope you learn as much about loyalty from this conversation with the Irish Times as I did. Cliona, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hi, Paula. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show, Cliona. I was looking back to our um, original uh, workplace, actually, together. We worked together 17 years ago. Can you believe it? I don't like us being aged that much for, yeah, it's incredible, incredible. If you told me it was four or five years ago, I would have believed it, so yeah. Totally, let's pretend, let's pretend, <laughs> great stuff. Well, listen, you've gone on to do some fascinating work, Cliona, which we're here to talk about today with one of the best uh, brands in the Irish market, very close to my heart and clearly very close to yours. So we'll be talking all about, you know, retaining, I guess, subscribers for the Irish Times so before we get into exactly what you do as the day job, let's just talk about, you know, your favorite loyalty program, Clina, given that you're so focused on what's happening there in Ireland.
1: Yeah, so um, Paula, for me, and I was I was picking two really. So one um that I'd say is the Super Value Real Rewards program. Um and for me, it's really the simplicity of it. It is basically money back based on what you spend. Yeah. Um, and it's something where my mom's shops, my sister's shop. We all uh, we all shop in, and I do as I said like the the simplicity of it, where you just scan um, scan your barcode and you get the uh, the money off vouchers. But the other one, if I can be cheeky, is setting add a add a second one in there, and it's probably to do with the pandemic as well around ordering takeaways. Um, but some of my favourites are so one being Base Pizza and one being a Corala Kitchen, a lovely Indian res- restaurant, um, mm. and they're both powered by Flipdish, um, which is again a very good app where it um, it does that. Thing of remembering what I ordered, um, ah, but it also nice. yeah exactly. It also <laughs> uh, you know texts with the the delivery time and when it texts with the delivery time it says you know you've ordered four times if you order. Four more times, you'll get a free meal. Um, if my usage has dropped, which, you know, it should, given its takeaways, um, I'll get a message <laughs> to say, we haven't seen you in a while. Um, here's wow. a discount code to get 20% off. Um, yeah. So I just think really clever. Um, and um, and also, I think for the likes of small businesses and small premises as well, um, mm. I think it's a really good, it, it, it's definitely obviously a reward for for loyalty and usage. And I think it's just cleverly cleverly done. So it it, it wins me over every time.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, it doesn't take much certainly to convince me to order my favorite takeaway. So yeah, a little nudge from a clever and well-executed technology platform like that is always welcome. So um, next time I'm home, I will be checking that one out, Lina. Absolutely. So, yes, you're, you're leading me astray. <laughs> but- <laughs> So listen, um, the Irish Times, as we've said already, it's an extraordinary brand. I was looking actually on Wikipedia and it tells me that the Irish Times was launched in 1859. So for people listening around the world, I guess the industry is is an old industry, but with that comes incredible knowledge and um, wonderful trust, I would say, particularly in a brand like the Irish Times. I would say it very much for me is the newspaper of record. So when it comes to loyalty, I know you don't have a structured loyalty program with points and tiers like we would often talk about on this show, but of, of course you do have, you know, very clear commercial objectives around, you know, bringing people in to, to read all of the wonderful content. And then obviously there's an entire life cycle. So Maybe just to kick us off, Kleena, um, will you just tell us about your role within uh, the Irish Times? Because I, I know it's very much on the analytics side, which is always the part that freaks me out because mm-hmm. I just don't don't get it. But just tell us what exactly you do in the Irish Times, just to give us a bit of context. I will. And,
1: and I might even go back further, uh, Paula, just as you mentioned, the 1859 and the 160-year-old organisation that is the Irish Times is one that I'm very, very proud to work in and a, a proud brand to work for. And yeah. it is something where the core of our principles haven't changed in that time. It is about quality journalism for our readers. And mm. what's evolved is basically the format at which that is delivered to them. So um, in... In 2015, we launched a subscription model, um, a digital subscription model, yeah. um, and uh, and really that's a, again the, the evolution in in terms of paying for content. We were the uh, one of the first um, daily news titles in Ireland to to make that move, and it was it was a bit of a leap to do that when your competitors in the market are not and are offering free content. It is uh, it is somewhat of a leap to do. So mm-hmm. my role is subscriptions and reader insights director, and that's mm-hmm. managing both the analytics team and the digital subscription. Team, mm. um, so it's it's a it's a fascinating place to be, and our our stakeholders within those teams are our editorial colleagues, our marketing colleagues, finance, advertising, uh, and the developers and designers, project managers within the organisation. And mm. um, it's a it's a it is a lovely organisation to work for. And I think um, there can be a perception of um, of journalism in a hundred and six year old organisation, but it's actually it's, it's a very vibrant uh, vibrant place with with different skill sets in it. Mm. It is very different to a product on a shelf, for example. So what we are selling is Mm -hmm. the content, is the content of our journalists. um, And that editorial integrity is absolutely key. So where we are working in the analytics space, again, it's a really fascinating space to be in because the communication of those analytics is absolutely crucial and mm. again going back to the editorial integrity being key we aim to be data informed and not data led so if we were data led you would be talking about you know just the most read content and that would be you know what's positioned on your homepage and that's not our ethos and we're we're governed by a trust and we have responsibility to the island of ireland in terms of what we report on and um, mm. so it's not always about popular you know, content, and 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 we're very, you know, we're we're wow. proud of that in, in terms of what we cover. Yeah. um So, and and we have more foreign correspondents around around the world than uh, than other publishers in our market. So it's a really interesting space to be from, mm. as I said, both an analytics and subscriptions perspective, where there the the conversations and that balance is absolutely crucial around the coverage and and um, what we report on, and mm. and getting that mix of people being informed by the data, but it is not led by that in terms of the the judgments that are made.
0: Wow. And that's actually very surprising, I have to say, Cleena, having never worked in a media organization like the Irish Times, my understanding was, you know, and and dare I say it, other papers have probably given me this perception where, you know, the most popular content should be fed and obviously will be more appealing and making assumptions around that. But are you saying then that what you're trying to do is almost bring an opposing view so people get both sides of a story? Is that the idea? It is, absolutely.
1: And we live, all have heard the term of like filter bubbles around the time of maybe the US election, for example. And it's something and it's also interesting in the context of personalization being a, yeah. a, a topic that comes up quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and, and for us, it is, an, it is an interesting one because it is a case that if we take a war, for example, um, yeah. it is crucially important that we cover wars they may not be the most read content or the most popular content, but that will never make us not cover that wow. very important topic. So yeah. in terms of the homepage and the homepage being, you know, the mm-hmm. content that's there selected by editors, mm-hmm. it's 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 purposely not generated in a personalised way in that sense, because it is about, okay. uh, and so the point yeah. you made, Paul, about opposing views, absolutely, in our okay. opinion pages, that mm. it is about, and, and again, it's actually part of the Articles of the Trust that we're governed by, um, it is about diverse views, um, mm. and so it, it, and informing people in a way that they can then make their own decisions, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's something that has become more um, pertinent in, in, in recent years um that area and, and particularly maybe on twitter in terms of debate and um, mm. that can happen there. Um, yeah. but it is something that and and again we're not um unique as a media organization in that sense where you have the likes of the New York Times the um the Washington Post and others um mm. and that distinction between news and opinion and um opinion having opposing views. So mm. yeah as I said it's it's it is an interesting um space to be in when in, in, mm. in the area we're in so
0: Yes, absolutely. And as you know, you're talking to an audience of, you know, loyalty professionals, Kleena, for whom personalization is is quite sacred, dare I say it, for, for lots of us. Um, so really interesting to hear that you have those articles, particularly um, at a trust level where you have that responsibility. So I do love it. Um, I, I don't know if it's unique to the media business. Perhaps it is. Maybe I just haven't come across it before. But what I love what you mentioned there, uh, Kina, along the way- Way is the diversity piece. And we talked about this off air. And I think this is something that loyalty professionals, you know, certainly in my experience, I haven't really thought through in terms of how do I create a feeling of loyalty with the people that I seek to serve? Because what you said to me, and I thought this was absolutely brilliant insight. And I think coming from your analytics, is There's definitely um, an appetite, let's say, for reading content. For example, if I'm a female reader, that I probably will gravitate towards content from a female author and that you've seen that there's a need to make sure that there's a very diverse set of creators, I guess, contributing. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's twofold in the,
1: in a sense that it's something that we should all be, you know, working on and improving on in terms of representation um, and representation of our audience. Um, And it's just, it's interesting that we have also seen that when we analyze, say um, our subscribers, if we look at by gender and Mm. we see that uh, female subscribers have a higher propensity to read more female authors. And again, that doesn't mean that that's, that they yeah. only read female authors or that male course. authors don't but it's interesting to see and, and what it comes down to to me is that people need to see themselves reflected in the pages or in the online content that we have it has mm-hmm. to reflect don't uh, it has to but i um, in in that yeah. sense of that they they need to see um to see mm-hmm. themselves represented and so it's also really important for our future growth um in terms of future audiences that we need to attract and um, mm. that we did that they uh, they do need to see themselves represented on the pages. So it's 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 been interested for us, interesting for us in terms of age as well, and you know mm. different things like that. So it's yeah. just an area that I think is very important from a from a loyalty perspective. And and going back to the the conversation around the different content that we have, mm. for us it's about usage of the site. So a subscriber is more likely to stay with us if they use the site, and mm. so you, Paula, could be reading completely different content to me. And Mm. it's actually less about, in that instance, you are not necessarily more loyal than me if we've the same usage patterns. Um, And we'd often say if, you know, somebody came onto the site, you know, one day and read 10 articles and then didn't come back to us, as Mm. opposed to somebody else coming in every day for five days and reading two articles, they are more likely to build up a habit and to be reading a breadth of our content. Um, okay. So that sense of reading, you know, reading more people definitely have their favorite authors. And we, we see that coming up in terms of our opinion writers and others. But yeah. the model that we have is actually, it's a hybrid model where we have a meter where people can read a certain number of articles for free. And after mm-hmm. that, they need to subscribe. Mm-hmm. And that really goes back to different people have different content preferences mm. so it's not about the the content it's about the the usage and the volume yeah so for us from yeah. a loyalty perspective and we um we uh, look closely to our, our counterparts in the in the financial Times who came up with uh, or used um a scoring model which is based on recent recency frequency and volume so mm-hmm. how recently somebody has been on the site the the volume of content uh, that they read and the the frequency at which they visit um, mm. and they are the best indicators for us of Loyalty of somebody mm. staying with us mm. um, and if those levels dip, then they are more likely to churn. So it's, yeah. uh, for us, it's, it, it's that sense of um, all of these points help our awareness of, you know, how we can retain our subscribers and how we can grow our audiences into the future.
0: Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right, Kiana, because, yeah, you know, somebody reading 10 articles in a month doesn't tell you enough to know whether they're truly engaged or just happen to, you know, be at home, you know, <laughs> more yes. than, you know, in, in a certain context. So yes, or a particular... Yes. Or a particular topic that they're coming into. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So um, so I love that. Yeah. And uh, fair play to the, the FT. What you did share with me as well, Kleina, that I really love actually is it seems that the whole industry that you're in is very collaborative, very generous. And you guys do share a lot of insights in terms of what, what's working.
1: It is. It's a fascinating industry in that respect, where they're we're just not really competing with each other in that way. So there are great networks. So two in particular, um, Inma, which is International News and Media Association, and uh, and One Ifra, mm-hmm. um, uh, based in Europe. And there's great, you know, subcommittees off them. I'm on a steering committee and on data analytics within One Ifra, mm-hmm. um, and it's very easy to drop somebody a LinkedIn request or pick up the phone to somebody. um yeah. In in. New York Times the FT Washington Post or others or The Guardian um, and, and talk uh, talk about these things so it's really interesting that we're actually currently in a program at the moment um, with FT Strategies that is um, in association with um, with Google and Inma with which is ourselves and seven other publishers mm. um, which is really interesting in terms of uh, working with us on driving subscriptions growth uh, mm-hmm. and again it's really fascinating to be able to benchmark against other publishers yeah. at different stages um, so it's, you know, different things can work for, for different people depending on the market. Uh, yeah. Even the language comes down to it for us in terms of the English speaking market um, and what opportunities we can have internationally. So it's a yeah. great industry in that respect that people are very, very willing. Uh, and there'll always be a contact somewhere, uh, be it on the editorial side, subscriptions, analytics. So uh, yeah. I think we're an industry that like to talk as well. We like to uh, <laughs> share, uh, share stories. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one.
0: Totally, totally. And I really admire that because, you know, I've seen it in in only one other industry that uh, was as collaborative as that. And again, they didn't see themselves as competing. And that was convenience retail, where again, it's very local, but everybody wants to know what are the ideas that that can work. So you know, particularly, you know, I, I really want to understand the the journey in 2015 in terms of launching subscriptions for the first time. And that's seven years so far. So you've obviously been there, I think it's a, a total of 12 years, if I'm right. So you were there for that decision making. Yes. I'm sure your analytic brain was... <laughs> in top demand uh, for such a crucial decision. So I'd love to hear about, I suppose, just that big decision to move to uh, to requiring payment or offering a subscription option way back, you know, I guess ten, almost 10 years ago now.
1: Yeah, it was a really interesting time in that regard. And, and so my background would have been on the, the marketing and email marketing side of, side of things. And then analytics was probably a little bit of a late bloomer in the media industry, whereas in banking and insurance, it would have been more... Um, uh, crucial to to what was being done, so it was becoming a, a bigger piece in the in the media industry. So, we actually created an analytics function a year before we launched a subscription model, mm-hmm. and it was basically with a view to say, what data do we have? What data can we use? What can we tell? And mm-hmm. for us, it was that our customers at that point their relationship was with the retailer so they walked into a shop and bought the newspaper yeah. which we still very much appreciate but totally. we didn't know about our subscribers we didn't have a direct relationship uh, with our readers or subscribers so it was really about setting out in that way because the future needed to have a paid content model yeah so we needed to set ourselves up in a way that what do we know and what can we uh, what can we glean from this so mm. we spent that year learning a lot about the behavior the the, the content preferences and really honing and, and 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 ramping up where we could it was a very interesting journey because um, coming from a 160 year old organization where you're coming in and saying and and saying this article had this many page views and you know yeah. just, you know things can yeah. be um taken in taken in different ways it was very much a, a communications um journey on that as well which is really interesting but but what we um came down to on it was about having the subscription model and where we would set the meter at so how many articles you could read for free and otherwise, and the mm-hmm. considerations of that are obviously around our audience, around our traffic, around mm-hmm. our advertisers, um, yeah. and uh, on the content side of it. So it was it was informed by data in that sense of it, but it was also then about us getting set up to be to use the data after Mm. that as well because it was um, continuous decisions that we were we were making on it so Mm. it was a nerve-wracking leap to make to go with the subscription model but again the Irish Times in the 90s was one of the first media websites in um, the UK and Ireland uh, to set up a website so we were Innovators, yeah. uh, innovators in our day back then, and, and we needed to continue that really in terms of being um, mm-hmm. that first mover on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, so yeah, in, it was uh, interesting. And as I said, we did a lot of work in the in the preparation for it. Since then, we have evolved to having um, app subscriptions as well, so iTunes and Google Play subscriptions. Uh, mm-hmm. We also have subscriber only content, which is content that's locked down, uh, premium okay. only available to subscribers. So we have evolved the model um, mm-hmm. as we've gone. Mm. And we have um, just in the last four weeks launched our new website and app, Um, a huge, huge amount of work um, and and resource that, that went into that. But some of the new product developments that we've incorporated into that. Mm-hmm. Um, our uh, listen functionality, so which is an audio version of every article, almost every article on the site. Um, wow. And that is a feature that is for subscribers only. So wow. it's a really nice um, addition um, for subscribers. And again, the key insight behind that was when we talk to readers and subscribers, one of the challenges that comes out is not having time, not having enough time to read. Yeah. And so our response to that has been Let's put it in people's ears. So if they're on their commute or on their walk, like this yeah. podcast, Paula, uh, totally. they can they can uh, listen to the content. So really, again, trying to keep evolving. Um, we if we if we stand still, we're you know we're not we're not winning. So it's uh, important to us that we keep keep the process going.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I definitely applaud that, Kleena, not just because I'm in the the world of audio now and have completely, you know, impressed myself, I guess, with them, with the the reaction of people or not, uh, that might even be the best way of describing it. But I've just been amazed by how people feel more connected as I do if I meet somebody whose voice I'm familiar with. So when I think about building loyalty, I often think that the audio channel is still something that our industry hasn't thought about enough for their own members in the same way that clearly the Irish Times is doing to say, yes, let's address that particular pain point with a totally radical solution um, and give people something that is super interesting that they want to consume um, in a way that they can. And back to diversity, you know, it's not just the product that has to be diverse, it's the distribution. So I think that's an amazing insight.
1: Absolutely and, and even on the diversity of voices Paula Like when we have podcasts as well And our and some of our articles are written Are read by the journalists as well That yeah. diversity of voices is very important Because people can have a perception Of what is wow. uh, An Irish Times journalist So actually We have a um, relatively new podcast Called In the News um, That's hosted by uh, Sorka Pollock and, and Connor Pope And mm. again it's just important for I think people to hear voices It's exactly that You feel you get to know a person better and um, sure. From hearing their voice um and, and I think what I do from knowing mm. some of the journalists is now when I read their content, I'm yes. hearing their voice in my head. Cause totally. I know what their voice sounds like. And it 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 does make it a bit more personable, I think.
0: It does. Absolutely. Yeah. No, the connection definitely builds and, uh, yeah, I can see it only going in one direction. So I think I said to you, I'll be dying to, you know, keep an eye on this with you over the coming years to kind of see, well, what proportion of content ends up being consumed, um, in different formats, because clearly it's a massive investment for the Irish times to say, we're going to have either authors or even automated audio content. So there's lots of different ways to do it, but, um, it takes a lot of focus to get that uh sheer volume actually created for your subscribers so so tell us a bit about your subscribers clina just uh numbers and and kind of the journey that you know how you focus on taking care of them i guess from throughout the whole journey
1: yeah so we have um about one hundred and thirty thousand uh subscribers and we're each one is hard fought, you know, and uh, hard hard won. And we really, <laughs> yeah. really value um, value our subscribers. And and for us, it is that journey where, because of the product we have, where you can read a number of articles in IrishTimes.com without subscribing, we mm. have a very high volume of readers who yeah. are not subscribers. So for us, it's about that reach and how we can get people in liking our content, consuming our content, visiting frequently. And mm-hmm. we use things like push notifications and uh, email digests and things like that to in, try to encourage um, repeat visits and, and building that habit. So mm. then it's for us to convert um our convert our readers to being subscribers. Um, and we, you know, we do that in a number of ways and run run various offers and that as well. And for us, the retention journey starts there. As soon as we have them as subscribers, the retention yeah. uh, part starts there. So the onboarding journey is hugely important. Mm-hmm. And that's around, obviously, the welcoming uh, our subscriber, but helping them along the way of the different features that they have. Because for us as a subscriber, you yeah. have access, unlimited access to our website, you have our app, you mm-hmm. have our e-paper if you're a premium subscriber. And now with the addition of things like Listen, so it's really helping people to make the most of their subscription. Mm-hmm. We do also know that if our subscribers use the wealth of the service, they are more likely to stay with us. So if we can encourage our subscribers to use the app, to use the website, use the different channels, they are more likely then it becomes part of their day-to-day um, mm. and it's you know it improves their retention rate so it is important uh, important for us in that sense of it and again we do look at those um, scores around recency frequency volume looking at people who may be at risk of churn and mm. we're really in that area we're seven years into our subscription model now mm. and really trying to hone our efforts on churn and mm-hmm. how we can uh, retain our subscribers and um, we obviously have voluntary churn where people no longer want to be with us and we've involuntary churn to do with payment methods um, mm. or payment failure so different strategies and tactics um that are needed for um for both of those and then for us as well um back is very important in terms of subscribers coming back to us we're mm. the type of industry where we can have ebbs and flows um, and okay. we can see sometimes where people are worn out after say, The pandemic and have some news fatigue and want to take a break and but Mm. our subscribers are likely to come back to us at a point in the future so it's very important to us that they have a good experience as well and that is something that we're we're working on and and, and trying to continuously improve and sense of the the exit process for them and then the journey to come back to us Um, and because it's it's as I said it's it's a different type of service I would say the likes of a utility where if you're leaving one utility brand you need a utility, yeah. so you're moving to somewhere else. where yeah. sometimes, um, for us, it's um, it's a little bit it's a little bit different. So they're the kind of the the focus areas for us. One of the other new product developments we've brought in with the new site is a new digital crossword, a new crossword, and um, that works very well on on mobile as well as um, as well as desktop, um, mm-hmm. and that also includes Sudoku as well. But the Irish Times crossword is one of those that is unique, and you know people totally. get a yeah. kick get a kick out of doing. And for yeah. us, it's about the when the news agenda is quieter you do need something like a crossword again it's another thing that forms a habit come into the site every day and do it with Mm. the new feature that we have you can play with your friends so paul i could send you an invite code and the two of us could do the crossword together Um, and you can start it on one device in the morning commute going in and finish it at lunchtime so again it's around that sense of how we can you know, entertain to a little bit, you know, to to a certain extent as well. And something we're very conscious of is the the content of the Art Times is absolutely what people are subscribing for. You know, that is the core product. But And we're constantly trying to improve on the content. But, very conscious of features and benefits as well so like we say about the listen offering or crossword yeah. like functionality and um, we for subscribers on the new app we have the ability to save articles to read later so functionality as another benefit um, and totally. for yeah. subscribers and again I think if you're if you are using all of these different features and services it mm. is with that aim of um, of increasing the the retention rate of our of our subscribers it's mm. interesting around the pandemic period of the last two years and again one of the benefits of the industry that we're in where we all share a lot of publishers had the same journey where there was an yeah. increase in traffic and subscriptions during the yeah, pandemic of course and now it's that sense of trying to retain the the subscribers that came to us during that time and yeah. it is a you know can be seen as a quieter news period um and how can we continue to and um, to serve the needs of our subscribers so it's an it's an interesting period to be in
0: Totally, totally. I mean, the, there's absolutely no doubt, Lena, that lots of industries do in fact thrive when there is a crisis and the loyalty industry is exactly one of those. And, you know, certainly I think e-commerce businesses and particularly that's exactly, I suppose, what, you know, your digital subscription is an e-commerce business. So um, so I guess it, it, it is difficult then, as you said, then to uh, to adjust with the fact that it's not growing at the same pace uh, now that people have some level of normality, although, I don't think we can totally <laughs> relax yeah. too much. I think we've another another few months ahead of us.
1: <laughs> and it's it's yeah, and again, it's interesting. I mean, even if we see the likes of Netflix and you know their reports on the the, the yeah. huge surge that they had, um, and um, and 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 where they are allowing it. And I think for us, the real insight, and it's probably the case for Netflix as well, is that people had more time during the lockdowns, sure. and yeah, when they and so it's really interesting that uh, people will consume a new newspaper or online media products or Netflix or whatever it is that when they have time and time can be the blocker. So we we did see it even in terms of increases in our Saturday newspaper sales um, during the the lockdown because people didn't have the, whether it was kids activities to go to or football matches, different things like that. So it was just very insightful that it's not necessarily that people have turned away from from news it is it's about actually busyness um and so it's just a really interesting insight for us in terms of how do we you know um continue to be part of people's lives in that way and 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 functional and we'll be interested in um, in ireland yet i don't think people are really back to the offices on the mainstream and and that's still happening but getting mm. commuters back mm. um and you know the the idea again of the listen product the crossword offers being things that you do while you're commuting um yeah. and um, and what that will um how mm. how that will change people's behaviors um, and yeah. so it's just it's it's something where we're um we're very mindful of and and we would do a lot of uh, research with our readers and our subscribers as well to to listen mm. and to, to to hear from them as to what what they yeah. want from us so
0: Yeah. I love the gamification piece, Kleena. I love to know even anecdotally, you know, how well has that been adopted? Because my guess is it's something that might not immediately, you know, strike people in terms of an awareness piece, you know, when they do subscribe, as you said, it's all about the content, maybe doing the crossword. But I think I would really enjoy doing a crossword with somebody And even as you were saying it, I was thinking it's one thing to do it with family and friends, but then I was thinking about the dynamic of, you know, maybe the more competitive people as well who might actually want to do it, you know, as a, Competing type game, perhaps against other people, because it's an iconic product cleaner. You're absolutely right. The Irish yeah. Times crossword is what there's, there's um, great satisfaction. My father would do it from time to time, and um, you know, so people do talk about managing to complete it. So, so is it just within friends and family at the moment, or do you have a, a you know, a competition type format, or is that something you've ever thought about?
1: It's probably something that we'll we look to do in the future, and uh, the. It with at the moment with the play together, it is among uh, subscribers, so it could be anyone uh, in that sense. Okay. But. But it's we're really interested in um, the rollout of it. Um, We're heavily promoting it at the moment. We've a campaign that just went live at the start of this week on Mm -hmm. train stations. We did a photo call on Monday at Connolly Station, and uh, so yeah, so we've uh, we've a great campaign aimed at uh, aimed at commuters at the moment, and it is and 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 sending uh, product emails out then every week with those different features because. Okay. It is not too dissimilar to our e paper, which is a printed replica of the newspaper. Mm. There are types of products where you need to get in at it. Yeah to then, to then feel it. So you can, we can yeah. promote it and talk about it, but it's getting in and trying it. So, um, in terms of those different features, it's kind of like get in and, 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 and have a go. Play. And then, and then yeah. it's the invite friends or, you know, like play with yeah. somebody else, save yeah. for later, play it on a different device. Yeah. So, um, in, in terms of that sense of, of, of people getting used to the feature and then expanding on it further. So we yeah. are very excited about the, the, um, the future benefits yeah. of it and and where we can go with it it's interesting as you say the the competition aspect i've seen i mean and again we watch closely the new york times really promote their uh, crossword as well they've done some great videos on twitter with the crossword setter um and people wow. can join it and
0: Wow! see how
1: they create a crossword or come online and complete the crossword with this person and I think that's wonderful you know it like is. to to yeah. see it so how we can bring things to life uh like that so I think mm. there is endless possibilities in that way and I think wow. it's even that sense of the event space it's is something that we did during the lockdowns as well where we had um a series of events uh called summer nights and winter nights and it was it was four nights Um, it was open to everyone. We discounted tickets for subscribers. And um, it was basically, say, for example, Fintan O'Toole interviewing Miodoni O'Sullivan on it uh, at one point. And I think it was really interesting to hear. Again, let's go back to the representation, hearing and seeing. the voices of our journalists but also it was a little bit of seeing inside their houses and seeing their bookcase behind (laughs) them and you know so a little bit of uh, when everyone everyone was at home so it was uh it was really interesting that sense of um trying to open the doors and 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 let people in in that sense like see see behind the curtain uh to a certain extent so I think that sense of um demystifying a little bit and Mm. I think the industry has moved from one that was very one way yeah. um to one that that, that two-way communication is uh, is very important our subscribers do like to get in touch with us mm-hmm. through our customer care team or or, or others um, and they do like to you know discuss mm. their their thoughts on um on particular content so i think that sense of um being part of a community of subscribers is something that's yeah uh, we're you know Trying to figure out, is how we develop further, and um, so that people can 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 feel that sense of um, yeah that belonging yeah. as part of it.
0: Yeah, no, and it's a good insight, Lena because, you know, we've all talked about moving from being a business that, you know, was literally broadcast in any sense um, over the years to then the, you know, arrival of social media, where we got to build our two way conversations with all of the, you know, apprehension, I suppose, that came with that and the risk and the perception of, you know, uh, not necessarily being in control of the conversation, but certainly for me talking to people on this show, there really is, it feels like maybe it's not a missed opportunity maybe it's just we haven't yet like you guys figured out exactly how people might want to connect to each other so the peer-to-peer piece and the community piece is immensely valuable because Mm. people who read the Irish Times probably have a similar level of education and plenty again of if they read the same authors by definition then they're going to have the same topic so so I love that insight around demystifying The whole piece around meeting a crossword creator, I think is absolutely genius because again, when I went through a phase many years ago of doing crosswords myself, I always felt very proud when I I realized that I understood how their brain, how their brain worked. Like there is a piece about knowing, oh, this is his style of words or her style of words. So that whole piece of, of bringing the creators into the subscribers' uh, lives, I think is absolutely genius. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And as I said, something that we're, and, and it's interesting around events post-pandemic where, you know, did people, uh, you know, sometimes people can get sick of the the Zoom calls, the Zoom meetings. Totally, yeah. And do they want real life or they want a hybrid? So it's, yeah. you know, that that's uh, really interesting. What worked well for us with the um, the online events was our subscribers from all over the world could join. Mm. and so that that sense of in a physical event you're in you're in one location yeah. Um. so I think that accessibility was was a lovely factor to it as well and with people from from all yeah. over the world joining because we do have an, a strong international uh, reader base and subscriber base in the Irish Times of course. Um, which is which is great as well like so that that um that yeah. people are coming to us Um. so it's you know that that we can give them our uh, international subscribers those benefits as well it's something that's important to us.
0: Yes. And actually, you're absolutely right. There was a point about being an expat that also triggered for me when you talked about the crossword collaboration. So, you know, when I think about my, you know, father at home, you know, if we could do a crossword together, you know, 4,000 miles apart, what a lovely way for the Irish Times to facilitate, you know, something between families as well when we're not physically able to be together, even regardless pandemics or whatever, you know, absolutely. Yeah very far away. I just love this idea. That, that's a lovely idea, actually, Paula. And for uh, for my parents,
1: I organised home delivery of the Irish Times during the lockdown because we we partnered with On Post, the postal service in Ireland, um, yeah. to, to do uh, home delivery. We have our own home delivery network in Dublin and Cork and, and um, major cities, but we partnered yeah. with On Post to do it in more rural areas um, mm-hmm. where my parents live. But I get texts from my dad about articles that he's read. And it's a lovely way to, you know, people do want to discuss those articles and, you know, what you thought of that article. So it is a really good connector, I think.
0: It is, absolutely, Kleena. Um, The other piece I wanted to ask you about was um, one of your retention ideas, which I loved, which was all built around surprise and delight. Um, I know it's still, I think, fairly early in you, I guess, testing uh, some pilot versions of this, but I thought the audience would be super interested to hear, you know, what does surprise and delight look like for an Irish Times subscriber?
1: Yeah, so um, so it is a, a pilot, as you say, and it's something that, again, has come out of the, the insight around how can we help combat churn and looking mm-hmm. at people's uh, usage behavior. So it's based on looking at the behavior patterns of our subscribers mm-hmm. and we identify cohorts. Um, and what we've done is actually, it's, it's giving them a gift to thank uh, for being a subscriber. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have kept back a control group um, who fit the same criteria and who don't get the same okay. um, email incentive. Um, in, yeah. incentive invitation so that we can compare um, mm-hmm. the activity. And, and we have, it's early days now, but we have seen a, a positive result in the sense of a reduced churn rate among a cohort who we have um, engaged with in this way. So we're trying it out, we're expanding the groups that it goes to and also trying it out with different different cohorts um, I think that idea of rewarding loyalty mm. is something that's important yeah. um, when we um, we run particular offers for new subscribers. Um, yeah. But I think it's also important to reward our subscribers who are with us for, totally. for a number of years. Um, and I think as a digital product, there can be that sense of not having something tangible yeah. um, that can... Uh, impact on a connection Um, so I think so that's where we've been sending out a a branded gift um, a pen or or notebook in this instance and uh, something that actually goes well in a crossword crossword context as well (laughs) perfect but in if we say years ago, where people used to walk around with the Irish Times under their arm, yeah. you know, it's a physical product, and we still have our uh, print purchasers and print uh, subscribers who are very important to us. Yeah. In the digital subscriber context, as I said, without having that physical, yeah. uh, tangible um, product, as I mm. said, it, it, it can um, it can impact that relationship. So it's it, it's just something that we're trying out to um, to give something physical, uh, physical and tangible mm. to. market that uh, that subscription. so I think it's um, I think it's something that's interesting in the context of digital subscriptions in general mm. and how yeah. that works.
0: Yeah, what I also really liked, Clean, is the fact that you are not um, connecting the dots in a way that feels, you know, uh, you know, too invasive, I guess, for a subscriber, because it is being triggered by you knowing their behavior. But there's no need to say that. And I do think that, you know, one of the things that bothers me about the internet is, you know, things follow me around and there's things that I see popping up that I'm not expecting. Um, but I think the fact that you're literally kind of going, oh, there's a potential risk here because this person maybe hasn't logged in or hasn't really engaged with our content in a few weeks. Um, and using that then to, to to thank them and to be overtly loyal to them, actually, dare I say it, because that is something we've talked about in, in some of the biggest research in the loyalty industry is that we've all been waiting as brands, perhaps, you know, we've been building our programs and expecting customers to be loyal to us. But actually, more and more, what people are saying is, well, no, you're the brand, you know, you need to show up and step forward and be loyal to me first. And that's what I think is coming through in your surprise and delight campaign.
1: And I I will say that area of of data privacy is hugely important to us. And as you say, it's that fine line, Paula, between the big brother approach uh, and otherwise. So it's something that we're very conscious of. Um, And and again, that's where I say that you're, I always say every day is a school day, like as in we're (laughs) always learning on this. And um, totally. hearing from others and, and and trying things i think the key thing for us is that there is no silver bullet in terms of um growing our digital subscriptions and improving our attention and it's yeah. all about experimentation and yeah. so for us it's all about having the uh, the ability um the infrastructure in place and otherwise to to test things to try them out and mm. the data is hugely important at every stage in that so knowing yeah. knowing what the starting point is knowing what the hypothesis is and it's something that we um we need to work on and it is something that we are actively working on because we do see that as being crucial yeah. to our future growth yeah. um to 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 be able to to try and test things out and and see the results and and make quick decisions and stop doing things as well you know i think that sense of yeah stopping something if it's not working and and <laughs> and trying something different is is important so
0: yeah. And I love that, actually. I'm laughing away here to myself, Kiana, because, you know, the, the idea of newspapers to me always feels like something that's been the same for the whole 160 years that it's been around, you know, yeah. when I think about it in simple terms. But the more I talk to you, the more I go, oh, my God, <laughs> there's so much going on. But But what I'm there loving is. is that you've got permission to play. You know, you've got, again, a trusted brand, clearly a trusted team. I know you've been there, I think, 12 years. So, you know, these um, ideas of finding what it is that's going to work for your readers to really delight them so that they stay with you long term and ultimately behave in a loyal way. I think it's it's just an extraordinary uh, way to be working. And
1: I think as well, I mean, we talked about the industry and the openness of the industry, but we do look to others in the loyalty space as well. So I know I mentioned Netflix earlier, but it is that sense of learning from the Netflix yeah. and Spotify and others. And we'd say that to our teams as well, like as in, what yeah. have you seen and, and what's, uh, what's working um, in that sense? Or, you know, what, what could we adopt and, and bring in? So it's, um, it's, a, it's a unique industry, but at the same time, it's, you know, we can bring other, other mm-hmm. learnings into it, which is very important.
0: For sure, yeah, and definitely from my perspective, subscriptions is a hot topic. Um, but I guess it's it's a hot topic because it's new for physical products. So you know we're seeing it, for example, actually not even physical, but also for for airlines, for example, are are offering like paid you know loyalty programs, for example. But the um the physical ones I was thinking of there is the likes of Pret a Manger, certainly in the UK, where you subscribe to unlimited coffee, for example, for a month. So I. I do think it's one of the reasons I wanted to hear your kind of, you know, insights, because you've been doing subscription as an industry for a lot longer than most of us. And we all talk about Amazon Prime and, you know, it, it always seems super easy that Amazon charges money and we all just give our money to them every month and there's no question asked. So I don't think they have the same churn issue that anybody else in the world actually mm. has because of the breadth of their proposition. But um, yeah, no, there is a lot to learn, I think, from the media industry. And again, the fact that you're learning from each other is super inspiring. Um so the only other question I had then for you from my side, Lena, was just, you know, what do you think the future might hold? Um, and you might be able to give anything away. I know, as you said, you're four weeks into, you know, a brand new uh, project and functionality and lots of new stuff going on. So probably, I suppose, take take some time to let the dust settle.
1: <laughs> I know. And, and we're, yeah, there's never a, never a dull day. Uh, we're still all waiting for that, uh, that <laughs> time when when it's not busy yeah, yeah exactly when it's not busy uh, no and, and we're really with the new website and app which is fantastic it's also putting us on a better footing we've done similar with our analytics and um, infrastructure as well to put us on a better footing to to accelerate and to make it easier and quicker to develop and um, so really continuous product development is um is is where we want to be. The experimentation is where we want to be and continuously listening to our customers. We are conscious of the feedback loop and making sure that we do have room to improve there um, in terms of what we hear from our subscribers um, and and, and, and as I said, continuously having that conversation and and, and what we can uh, learn from there. We are also conscious of growing our subscription base, which starts with growing our audience for the Irish Times Mm -hmm. and a focus on a youth audience um, and younger audiences don't have the same necessarily sense of you know newspapers in the household growing up and yeah. so it's it's quite different i i certainly grew up with a newspaper in in, in the house and, and it does kind of give you a habit as you get older so we yeah. do have um free third level student subscriptions um that we promote in colleges um as a as a benefit for for students to have that information there but it's also with the view to um yeah. Makes sense. Though being yeah. our future readers and our future subscribers but it is something that is for the, the the entire media industry has that particular challenge which I think very generalist around a younger cohort so that's not to say that they're not interested in news and media but mm. there isn't necessarily a sense of brand loyalty yeah. um social media plays a big part and mm. it's about you need to come to me, you, you know, mm. as in and yeah. years gone by, it would be that people would come to um, the Irish Times or, or other sites. And yeah. um, so it is more, there's so much content out there and people are getting their news from different sources. And I mean, even TikTok. So oh. it's, uh, and you, you even see it in, in US uh, presidential elections and different things like that. So it's yeah. it's constant because our younger audience and younger population are absolutely our future readers and our future subscribers. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting place to be. And as I said, it's something that we're very mindful Mm. of and, 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 and really looking to learn how we can um, encourage more younger readers uh, to the platform.
0: Well, I think, uh, as you said, never a dull day uh, in, in your world. Um, So that does sound like a very exciting future as, as it is currently as well. So that's all I had to ask. Day from my side were there any other points that you wanted to mention before we wrap up
1: uh other than to say a big shout out to the team that i have because i'm one person on this call yeah. and all of this work that i'm talking about is being done by uh by the the, the team behind me so we've who heads up our digital subscriptions team um and works with gareth francesca and mark and kahal who is our analytics manager uh working with naomi kavish and amruta and Carol and Simon, who are also on the team, so credit to all of them. Wow, these are the uh, the the yeah. people that are um, keeping Doing the it. keeping the wheels going. Absolutely, <laughs> and I think that is so important in terms of and and the 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 staff of the Irish Times are all very passionate about brand that we work for and the ethos of the Irish times. And it's very, um, it's, it's very obvious among, uh, among colleagues. So it's, it's, it's great. So yes, just to give them a shout out.
0: Oh, I love that, Lena. No, absolutely. I mean, it does take a village, uh, you know, to, to create something like that. And I hadn't realised there's quite that many people in your team. I assume there might be two or three, but that's absolutely extraordinary. (laughs) Shush, Paula,
1: that's a small team. We need more resource.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's proving itself as I, I suppose, Lena, you know, you, you do have to be future proof, as you said. So, um, yeah, the more resources you can get in there, the more you can test and try and innovate for the future. So exactly. we're all about growth. So, uh, so that's wonderful. So Lena, can I make sure to link to you, for example, your LinkedIn profile in the show notes for anyone who might, might want to reach out and, and chat to you about anything? Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to, to do that. Yep. Wonderful. Great stuff. OK, well, on that note, Cliona Mooney, Subscriptions and Reader Insights Director at the Irish Times. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks, Paula. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 245 executives in 27 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks again for supporting the show.